The following is a fourth hand production. 
All right, so this show is all about the Brady Bunch, as you know. So what's your history with watching the Brady Bunch? Did you watch it growing up, or what you got? Um, I saw bits and pieces of it. Um, I'm sure I've seen a few episodes all the way through. I just don't remember it. Um, growing up, we did watch a lot of the, the older TV shows, like the Munsters and all those. Um, and the Brady Bunch, it... I watched them, I just never really paid attention when watching it. And I was with a lot of TV back then anyway. So really, mm-hmm. um, listening to the listening to the show has got me kind of my knowledge of the Brady Bunch. Okay, cool. Well, good. Well, all right. So this is where we take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to get into it and we're going to break it all down. So stay tuned. Hello, listeners of Random Other Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cogswell, here with my co-host, Marie Mayhew. Hey, everybody. If you like podcasts like whatever podcast this is, then come listen to the Mad Scientist Podcast, a weekly show on the history, philosophy, and hard science between fringe and paranormal claims. Marie, what are some topics we've covered in the past? We have... covered ufos we've covered economic collapse we have covered cats we did cover cats pretty pretty Mm -hmm. distinctly yes if you like podcasts and a little bit of humor and a little bit of singing and some cats come listen to the mad scientist (laughs) podcast please shoot And we are back. Okay, so we got Brady Bunch, Season 1, Episode 15, entitled 5440 and Fight. And let's get into this. So here's some facts about the episode. Um, It first aired on January 9th, 1970. It was written by Burt Styler and directed by Oscar Rudolph. And a little fun fact here, according to IMDb, the scene where Alice is giving Tiger a bath is basically a copy and paste scene from episode number five entitled Cachu. So they actually reused a scene from another episode, which oh, they when got I lazy. saw the scene. They got lazy yeah, over that as a lazy, house, super huh? lazy. Wow. Yeah, I got super lazy. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk more about that when we get to the scene, but <laughs> I thought that was uh that was kind of funny. It was, yeah. Like, huh, interesting. Um <clears throat> now this episode talks a lot about Getting stamps from the grocery store. Now, I don't know how old you are, but this might be way before your time. It's even a little bit before my time, but I do remember being a kid and getting stamps and having to put them all on little pieces of paper and you can send them in and get shit from. I don't know if you remember anything um, like that. I don't know how old you are, but they they kind of do they kind of do that as, as a local store. Like they kind of like a monopoly thing. Like uh, McDonald's did monopoly ones, so that's how I kind of phrased like looked at it as that but i don't remember okay. actually getting stamps and like putting it on like a book um basically collecting stamps like they did in the episode 
Yeah, like I'd completely forgotten about the whole concept. You know, when I saw this, I was like, holy shit, I think I do remember something like that back in like the 80s, you know, so. But just in case for any listeners who are really confused and don't know what the hell they're talking about. So this is what it was. You go to the grocery store, you'd get stamps for the purchases that you bought. And then with these stamps, you can collect them and you paste them all like on a piece of paper and you can like mail it in usually is how it is this episode has an actual store you go to but usually you would mail it in for something you know out of a catalog or whatever it's kind of like just a trying to keep customers kind of a little you know thing they do it gets, it gets excited so, it, it brings excitement to the stores that's what it is yeah <laughs> yep. keeps people coming back and all that yeah so all right so here we go let's get into what we fade in uh, so some of the kids are sitting around the kitchen table eating cookies and milk. Alice walks in carrying groceries and asks them uh, to help them unload. The kids rush over and look, start looking for cookies in the bags. Uh, just then, Marsha pulls out a couple of pages of checker trading stamps, and Greg snatches them from her. Marsha asks for them back, and Greg and Peter say that they're saving them because they want to get a rowboat. And Jan says that girls are saving them because they want a sewing machine. The boys laugh at them. And Greg says, that's for, that's for girls. And Jan says, well, what do you think we are? That that was Which one of those funny moments where it was like, where as, as a kid growing up, I mean, I, I have four siblings, so I've had those kind of conversations. It's like, that's for girls. Yeah. And us, my sister would be like, well, that's why I want one. And you're like, uh, <laughs> right. oh, that, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So next, Alice says, "Hold on there. I was afraid this would happen." She reaches down inside a drawer, pulls out the drawer, and uh, she goes, "Who gets custody of these?" And inside her looks like hundreds of stamps that she had been saving. Yeah, and but the kids just, are just like, "Whoa!" That, and that's just crazy because for one. Do you think that she she kept those for her, or do you think that, that like she was she wanted this to happen? She goes, you know what, to the pretty house, let's sort of fight about stamps. I want to see this. I want to see this erupt. <laughs> yeah, yeah a, I'll save it for when they want them, and then I'll watch them fight to the death. <laughs> and then I'll laugh because I'm the maid, and that's the only fun I get there. That's right. I do everything else right. I need something to get my jollies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Torturing children seems about right. <laughs> uh, so Carol is coming in the front door for some reason because we've had this conversation on the last episode when I had Lisa on the show. We discussed this like, why do they keep coming in and out of the front door when their driveway is out the back door? So they... They drive in and walk all the way around the house to come in the front door. It doesn't make sense. But anyway. Especially when they're when they're whining about how they were walking around the, the department store for hours and it was yeah, just it was exactly. jam packed. It's like, but you know what? Let's let's take a tour around the house. Let's make sure the house looks perfect on the outside. That's what <laughs> exactly. it was. Let's walk around. Let's look at the, uh, you know, there was the Regonia bushes. I don't know what they're called. Uh, it was yeah. like, you know, yeah. Uh, so she, just like you said, she complains how exhausted she is. And just then she hears the other kids yelling from the kitchen. Uh, so we cut to the kitchen where Marsha and Greg are fighting over who gets all those stamps. Uh, Greg asks why she thinks she should get them. Marsha says, well, they come from a grocery store and groceries is a woman's job. And I was like, damn. 
So Greg rebuttals with, well, eating them is a man's job. And Carol comes in. Go ahead. Which which is, is kind of funny because it's like, well, I, I guess, but I mean, even in the 70s, I, it was for like... The, the the kids were very stereotypical, especially for a seventies show. Like that's yeah. when you kind of start seeing the free love, do this, do that kind of stuff, and then they're, they're very, very hardcore stereotypical. And like Alice, does, Alice kind of just like nods her head, is like, "Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. That, that, that does make sense." <laughs> like, wait, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You see a lot of that <laughs> in this show, and it's great. So funny. Um, uh, so Carol comes in and overhears this. She asks Greg if he's been saving up stamps too. Marcia says it's a sil- for a silly old rowboat. And Carol says that's not so silly. Just then Mike walks in from work. And Greg retorts with certainly not as dumb with as a sewing machine. And Mike says a sewing machine isn't dumb. Alice excuses herself. To give Tiger a bath. Uh, Mike suggests that they all just split up the stamps. Carol says, of course. You know, because how could a woman come up with that idea? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I was thinking about that, too. It's like Alice seems like a smart enough, a smart enough lady to see that it's like, huh, this is going to cause a huge fight. I have a ton of, of books, and they both are saving up. What's the one logical thing <laughs> to do? Who's going to take custody of all of these where it could have just been, exactly. you know what? Split them up. I'll I'll split them up right here because I gotta give Tiger a bath. But it, she's she's like you know what right. again with it with it with the uh, the death match in the kitchen. <laughs> right. She just like throws them out on the floor and just like rubs her hands together and is like <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then the parents had to come yes. in and ruin it. <laughs> uh, so they agree to split them up, which God, I'm so dumb. So now we see Alice trying to give Tiger a bath again. This is the same shot that they use in episode five. And he keeps getting out, which is kind of funny because, you know, she's having trouble keeping Tiger in the bath and he keeps getting out. And she's like, what's wrong with you? You always, you usually love to take a bath. Now, that makes sense in episode five because in episode five, that scene was like Tiger's fifth bath that day, only because. Everybody was giving Tiger a bath, and nobody knew that somebody else was giving him a bath. Therefore, it's like his fifth bath that day, and he's like, I'm done with this. I'm out. And so that line makes sense for episode five, but it's kind of weird in this episode 15. But but it also could so, kind of make sense because every so often you bring in like the context to kind of be like, it could it could have been the writers kind of doing a wink at the previous episode, or it could have just been like, hey, let's just... That's, that's something for Alice to say because she needs to be paid yeah. per word, a penny a word per scene, probably. <laughs> per word. Yeah, it's a contract. Yes. Well, unless they just like, they got done shooting the episode and now it's going to edit and they're like, well, we need something here. Like, Alice just said she was going to give Tiger a bath, but we never shot that. Like, and then here's Sherwood Schwartz, the creator, with his cigar and his bourbon in his hand, just fucking reusing <laughs> the shots from episode five. Why We're are we done. spending so much Move time on. on this? We can't get a bag. We yeah. can't get a dog back. Just do the whole damn thing from episode five again. All of them? No, yeah. no, no, no. Just the last one, the one he bounces out. Okay. So it's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. They got lazy. <laughs> all right. So let's see here. Uh, we see the boys and the girls all counting out their stamps. 
The boys are in the backyard and the girls are in the media room. They're putting the stamps on pieces of paper. Both parties claim that there are, that there are stamps missing. Greg goes into the media room and accuses the girls of stealing them. Marcia says that they didn't. Mike walks in and stops them from arguing and tells them to stop arguing at each other or stop, sorry, stop accusing each other of stuff. They both say that it had been, that it had been left because they didn't just, oh, theft. Sorry, I can't even read my own typing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They say that it had been theft because they didn't just walk away. And Mike says, you want to bet? Just then Tiger walks by with all these stamps stuck to his fur. I guess that's because of his bath that he had, you know, 10 episodes ago. <laughs> yes, it was one long bath. <clears throat> it, was a, it was a long bath. That's what it was. <laughs> and all the kids started taking the stamps off the dog and arguing whose were whose. But now, like, this is where you texted me and you were like, I feel bad for the dog. <laughs> yeah, because like, it looked like they were just like tearing it off. Like, with, yeah. with, when you see those kind of things, if it's, if it's stuck on there, I'd be like, oh, let's not rip the hair out of the person but they're like no that's mine it's like ripping like it's they're waxing the dog yeah it's gonna pull his hair and it's gonna hurt him like poor little thing (laughs) I agree (laughs) so let's see next we see Mike and Carol in the living room trying to figure out what they can do Mike makes a joke about how they're acting like the Hatfields and the McCoys Uh, this gives Carol an idea Carol says that she can't tell what Mike what it is until she gets approval and she walks off. Now we see Carol out in the backyard with all the kids. She asked the girls that they um, that they couldn't care less about a rowboat and the boys about a sewing machine. They all agree. Carol says that they need to start treating each other as one family and not us against them. Carol says that they should put all the stamps together and get one gift that will benefit the entire family. Marcia says... Hey, that way we can get something right away. And they all agree. Carol goes on to give them the the catalogs to look through and pick something out. So now we see Mike and Carol sitting in a living room and Greg and Marsha walk in. Mike asks if they finally reached a verdict. And they say they finally have. Mike and Carol ask what they have finally agreed on. And Greg says, we've agreed on to let mom choose. (laughs) Marsha asks, "Uh, is that okay? And Mike says, I'll allow it. No, he didn't say that, but you know, it's like, is it okay (laughs) if we make mom do it? And he's like, uh, yeah, it's okay. And thank you for asking me because I'm the man. Yeah. (laughs) And then like, but he looks a little sad, like, oh, you don't want my help. Okay. Yeah. I guess I guess I'm going to be okay. But if I was to be like, thank God I'm out of this conflict right now. Yes. Have her choose. It's none of my business. Let's pick her in the house. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah Mike's like happy as shit that he didn't get picked to do this so he's like sweet and he's like uh, um, so Marcia says okay cool mom's gonna pick no more arguing anymore and they walk away and Carol's like oh gee thanks a lot you know and uh, was it Carol is now distraught of having to take on this task you know because first of all it's been mentioned on the show before that Carol is a has a maid a cook a laundry person, all that. Alice does everything, and Carol's a stay-at-home mom and doesn't do shit around the house. So now she has to actually do something for a change. So, except, um, for, except for look, look awesome with that hairdo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what one guest said. Is like her job is to wear cute dresses around the house, and that's about it. <laughs> and uh, so Mike laughs at her and basically tells her, "Have fun and good luck." And Carol says, "Wait a minute." 
we said for better or for worse, so it's our problem. And Mike's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Now we see Mike and Carol in the bedroom <clears throat> getting ready for bed. Carol is looking through the catalog and says, I finally figured out what to get. Mike asks, what is it? And she says, a grandfather clock. Mike's like, what? <laughs> Carol which, says, it's perfect. Which is this weird because as a kid, I always wanted a grandfather clock. I don't know about you, but yeah. I, I know me and my siblings always run a grandfather clock to put in the hallway. <laughs> Um, which yeah, it'd the, be the, cool. It'd yeah. be a cool gift. And there's a line that Mike says in a little, like, after that, where it's like, oh, yeah, they can always tell time. And Mike's like, the boys don't tell, they don't, they can't tell time. They just ask dad, what time is it? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I have that, that written down. Yep. <laughs> so Mike looks at the catalog and sees what he thinks would be a perfect thing for girls and boys. Carol asks, what? And he says, a pool table. Carol is like, uh, no. And Carol's, Carol says that she and the girls don't even know how to play pool. And decide to both they both decide, well, let's just get some sleep and figure it out tomorrow. So the next day, Alice sees an article in the paper saying, Checker trading stamps going out of business, 30-day deadline to cash in stamps. So she's like, oh, shit. So Alice shows the article to Mike and Carol. They decide they need to break the bad news to the kids quick. Just then, the kids come walking in um, into the kitchen looking sad and listening to a handheld radio that explains the news on the radio. Alice says, I got the feeling the news has already been broken. Wah, wah, wah. Which the Brady Bunch production missed their, their shot with that one. I'm sure back in the 70s, that? That, was, that wouldn't have cost too much money to put it in the episode. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this is where we uh, take our first, our second break. Well, it's not our first break. It's our next break. So it looks like the family needs to pick something to order and fast. And uh, they only have a month, you know, to pick something out of a catalog. <laughs> so it looks like Dire Straits. Oh, jeez. All right, so we will be back. insulting people. These are potential listeners. Yeah, I'm so sure. Happy horror coffee break, old time horror radio show. We take the best and worst <laughs> creepypasta stories online and our finest of quality reenactors perform them for you in the style of old timey horror radio dramas. Everyone knows it's just you disguising your voice poorly. No, it's not. Besides, we have an abundance of great guests. There's music and t-shirts. And a bunch of dick and fart jokes. You're not wrong. <laughs> Catch us on all the major podcasts, thingamawoppers. We're on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Schlapstick, Hard Knockers, and the rest. Idiot. Tune in every other Friday. There's a new episode. Or just stick your head in an oven. Same difference. Aries. <laughs> we need to have a little chat. <laughs> Toodles! The fourth hand joint. Are you easily offended? Because if you are, you should probably stop listening to are you interested in the bizarre and unusual? Are you fascinated by the grisly sides of life? Are you the one that people call weirdo? 
Well then, you should get hip to Strange Brew Podcast, a podcast with a bunch of crazy Canucks. Tune in every week with Strange Brew's host, Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson. And Billy Kirby, along with many different guests. As we drink booze and we discuss anything strange and paranormal, from serial killers to aliens and all of the above. So crack those beers. And toss on those tinfoil hats because because it's it's about to get strange. Where we left off, the family has collected enough stamps to order something from a catalog. They just can't seem to agree on anything. What can they do? Well, let's find out in the exciting conclusion (laughs) of this episode. Uh, So now we see the boys in their room trying to figure out what to do. Bobby suggests, how about a diving board? And Greg says, we don't even have a swimming pool, dummy. And Peter suggests, well... How about a set of electric trains? And Greg asks for girls. Peter says, well, they can just put curtains in the windows. <laughs> yes, because that's, that's what they want to do. They want to do one thing for one one time. That's, that's, a, that's perfect. Yeah, that's it. But also, do yeah, you, we're good uh, as long as we... Did, go ahead. Did, did you see in the, the previous scene, they were all dressed for the day, it looked like. And then... After that, they came back in the bedrooms. They're all back to like the pajamas, the former pajamas. Either the whole day passed with nothing, or they just <laughs> they decided to have a second a second night for that day and go back to bed. <laughs> I don't know. See, okay, once again, once again, you know, my guests always seem to notice wardrobe stuff, and I never notice wardrobe stuff. I'm telling you, like. I never noticed that shit. Like, every single one of my guests will always say something about, hey, did you see a shirt? Did you notice this? Hey, did you notice that when the parents went from upstairs to downstairs, they're wearing completely different clothes? I'm like, no, I didn't notice that at all. I just don't notice that stuff. But congratulations, good eye. It was just just one of those, like, you look, like, okay, yeah, because you see breakfast. And as soon as it does, I I had to rewind the episode a little bit to see... Like, to, to make sure that, that was what it was. Like, no, they're, they're drinking orange juice. There's coffee cups. It, it looks like they said good morning. So I'm like, well, what what happened here? Like, what? And even maybe, maybe they got, they had to do something with, like, um, so it maybe it took them all day to, to figure it out, but they just didn't tell us or they didn't show that in, like, a small montage. I'm not sure if they yeah. knew what to do with montage in the 70s, but um, it was just a weird, like, 12 hour probably 12 hours change over in a few in like a split second yeah i don't know i i didn't notice it but you know good eye for detail that's good <laughs> <laughs> all right so now we get to the girls room and they're trying to figure out what to order so cindy suggests a hair dryer and marcia says that boys don't use hair dryers and jen says well they should boys have longer hair than girls these days yeah <laughs> <laughs> So Mike's in the den doing man work when Carol interrupts him like a bitch. No. <laughs> and says that they sure wish they'd hurry up and decide on something. Mike says they better hurry or else they're going to be uh, decorating their room in checkerboard wallpaper, meaning the stamps. You know, they better hurry. Which would have been cool, 
which would have been the most unique in the city. They should have. They should have done that. <laughs> That's what I would have done. Screw, screw the yeah. the stamps. I want to make. I want to make it look like we decided to have a stamp party, and we just cover the walls. You know, with their own, <laughs> like, the with their own uh, tongue. Just that's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Alice pops in and says, "The girls just went to, to the boys' room. Hopefully, they come up with an idea." And um, and so then she says something about uh, the leaders are on their way. You know, meaning Greg and Marcia. So Greg and Marcia walk in, and they say they have an answer. They narrowed it down to the rowboat and the sewing machine. Mike asks, "Which one is it?" Marcia says, either one. Carol says, either. It's got to be one or the other. Greg says, well, that's where the contest comes in. Mike's like, contest? Marcia continues, boys against the girls. Carol expresses how that's going to leave one of the teams out in the cold. But Mike agrees to it as long as both teams understand the risk. So the oh, kids say that they... Well, go ahead. Sorry, really quickly. During this, during this conversation, Alice walks up and... Um, or, I'm sorry, um, the, the wife was looking at Alice. She goes, Alice, you're working at this time? First of all, working at this time probably for the means like 24-hour clock. Like, oh, you're actually working today, huh? Cool. Because she was <laughs> she was dusting the, the lights or something like that. And she goes, well, I want to hear the conversation. That's the only thing I could do, really. To make yeah. It looks like I'm doing something. <laughs> And I'm just like, yeah. and they accept that. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I guess if, if you have a maid that works probably 20 minutes in a day, you're okay with her working a little <laughs> bit more, apparently, to hear, to hear a conversation that's, that's one of those A, B, and C, or way how to hear kind of things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, you know, I have that written down too in uh, like the next paragraph, um, which also could be read as Carol trying to push the grandfather clock issue. You know, she's like, wow, you're dusting at this time of night? <laughs> well, what time is it? Sure wish we had a grandfather clock right there to show us. Man, if that would have helped it, I would have been like, you know what? Get the goddamn grandfather clock at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but as we know, as we've seen and noticed in these past episodes, is that um, Alice works fucking late. There'll be times where all the kids are in bed. All of them are in bed. And then it cuts to Alice downstairs ironing. It's like, what the fuck time is it? Like, all the kids are in bed. So I'm guessing it's probably 10, 11 o'clock. And Alice is still working, like some ironing emergency that had to get done at like midnight. That were, like, that were she, weird. She, she just took a long, a long nap or <clears throat> a long nap or just had a, a few cocktails in the afternoon and forgot to do the ironing. <laughs> One of the two. Yeah, probably, probably watching TV in her room going, oh, shit, I got ironing to do and jumped up. <laughs> My, Mr. Brady's going to get pissed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, where were we? So, uh, Mike agrees uh, to the contest as long as the teams understand the risk. So, the kids say that they just don't know what the contest will be. So, Carol suggests, how about ping pong? Mike says that wouldn't be fair to the girls because Greg is a champ. And Marcia suggests a swimming contest. But Greg says, real fair, huh? After you won the 100-meter freestyle last year. And she's like, oh, yeah, huh? <laughs> 
Um, you, after you know, a few like minutes, you, you forget stuff. Yes, yeah, so especially as a small kid that that uh, doesn't seem to have too many trophies because the, you don't really see the trophy room anytime or any of the trophies lying around. But she's like, "Oh yeah, that thing." I'm like, "Oh, shut up, bitch! You know you won." <laughs> it's like a, that's a yeah. humble brag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after a few minutes of suggesting ideas from each of them, Carol says, "I guess there's just no fair contest with boys against girls." Just then, Alice suggests building a house of cards. Mike says, that's perfect. Now, why did anybody else think of that? So, it's not a bad idea. It seems fair. So now, the family is in the living room, standing around a table. Carol says that the little kids should start first. So, they each are taking a turn putting down a card, one at a time. It's not... So, when I first heard about this... House of Cards thing, I thought it was going to be like two tables, boys table, girls table, and they would build to see who went the highest and the highest one without falling or whatever. That's how I thought the, the same here. Go, this is, yeah. This I, went I like, a totally I like different this idea much better than the one that they have at this one, but I, I would think of the same thing. Like, oh, they, the three girls, three guys. Yeah, that, that seems fair. But yeah. no, yeah. But they went differently. So they did it to where it's like, one person puts down a card, then another one puts down a card next to it, so it's now the two of them are standing up, and they kind of built, you know, like out as well as up. So each one put one card down on each team one at a time. I thought that was uh, interesting. And at first I was like, that's not going to work, but it does. It actually uh, gets pretty intense. Yeah. And uh, you know what I think we need to do here? What's that, Tech? Is we need... <laughs> This is so intense. We need to, uh, yeah, I think we need to go to the House of Cards. Welcome to the House of Cards. We have the Brady Boys against the Brady Girls. Who will win the House of Cards? It's up to the boys to get that rowboat. That's right, Tack. But the girls have their eyes on a new sewing machine. Well, there can only be one winner, Ray. Let's cut down to the action already in progress. So now the game is on. Looks like Cindy is up first. She has it. Easy starting off. Bobby follows her. They each place their card down. And it's good! Each kid is placing their card one after the other. Tension is high. We cut to them now in the second story of the House of Cards. Now it's Bobby's turn. He goes in slow. Placing it down so carefully. And he makes it. It's good! Next up, Jen. You know, Jen Brady. Not only the middle child, but was once thought to have been allergic to Tiger the family dog. That's true, Ray, but turns out it was just the flea powder. Just the flea powder. She goes in slowly, being ever so careful. She's shaky. It's not looking good. She makes it! Oh! That was a close one, Ray. I thought for sure she was going to screw it up, like she always does, pulling a jam, one might call it. Now Peter is up. Peter's feeling steady. Oh, he can. Re I think he can pull in for the team here. You know he wants that rowboat. And he does it. It's good. But look out, Tech. We have Marsha up next. Marsha once won a 100-meter freestyle in swimming last year. Oh, that's true. She, uh, she's the one to beat. Now, Marsha goes in, but she has a dangly bracelet on that's hitting the other cards. Oh, Carol, even, 
Carol even says, watch out, Marsha. Your bracelet. Oh, I can't watch, Ray. I can't watch. She goes in. It's good. Holy dog shit, she did it. Now we're back in the action. The Brady boys versus the Brady girls are now on the 10th floor of their house of cards. Oh, that's right, Ray. It's been quite the nail-biter. Marsha is next. She begins to set it down. And... Oh, she pulls away last second! I think her, ner her nerves are getting to her attack. If only Felix Brown were here to help cheer her on. Uh-oh! Oh. It looks like the parents are talking amongst each other. I think they think the tension is too much for them. It looks like they may have to come up with another way to decide this. Yeah, let's see. It looks as if Mike Brady has suggested they just toss a coin to decide. Well, looks like Greg got a little sassy with his dad there and was reprimanded for being too loud around the house of cards. Is Marsha still in this? Hold up. It looks like Marsha is still in the game. She goes and plays a card and, and it's good. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Next up is Greg. Man, Tech, Greg is definitely here to win. Most likely the most competitive Brady of the family. That's true, there. That's true, Ray. So Greg goes in. He's placing it down. He's placing it down. And what's this? What? Tiger comes out of nowhere and pushes Greg into the house of cards. Knocks it all down. Oh, my God. I did not see that coming. Nobody could see that coming. So what are they going to do now, Ray? Well, well, according to the rules, everything counts, which we see mm. Jan saying to her opponent now. Oh, yep, I, yep, yep, I see uh, Mike agreeing that those were the rules, which means the Brady girls are the winners, and they get the brand new sewing machine! Well, you know what, Tech? We had fun here. Well, this wraps up this exciting and surprise ending to this week's game. I'm Ray. And I'm Tech, and let's see who will win the next House of Cards! Right. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah. So now the girls remind Carol that they better hurry up and take them to the sewing to get the sewing machine. The girls kind of laugh at the boys and Carol tells them to go get their coats on and the girls go upstairs. So Mike reminds the boys that it doesn't matter. You know, a wise man once said it doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's how you play the game. And Carol says, yeah, but I bet that fella didn't lose a rowboat to a bunch of girls. You know, let's pause here for a second. I've noticed that all of the, like, like all the uh, sexism when it comes to putting down women, all those lines are said by Carol. Yeah, like, even if you go back into the episode a little bit where they were talking about how um, they were saying, like, the so the rowboat, that's for that's for women guys. And she goes, well, rowboats are, are interesting, and Mike comes in and goes I'm sorry yeah Mike yeah Mike comes in and goes well the sewing machine is, is useful too it's like they both were the opposite but yet they let the sexist these sexist comments fly left and right their grammar <laughs> that's the key point you must keep grammar first and then then the social the social uh, talk at at the hindsight <laughs> yeah uh, I guess it was just a way to kind of show Carol that she's for the boys too. I don't know. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what that's really what it was for. But it looked, it looked very. Uh, it was done poorly, I guess. Maybe by the writing, or maybe just because the way she she portrayed it at that point. 
Yeah, probably. All right. So next we see Carol and the girls um, at the Checkers Trading Stamp store. Apparently they have a store. It says closed, but there's a man seen inside sweeping. They knock on the door. He just motions for them to leave. He's like, no, no, go, go away. Uh, the guy says that it's been murdered that day and he's closed. But, you know, Carol's like, well, I'm a woman and you should let me in anyway. You know, Carol says the girls try to explain that, well, we were building a house of cards and they won the sewing machine. And then, you know, and it was Tiger's fault and all this stuff, which, you know. This guy like, has no clue and does not give a shit. He was up <laughs> yeah. all day. He was yeah. running around by himself, it looks like. He doesn't give a shit what, what happened to get you there. He just knows you got there <laughs> after 9 o'clock. Exactly. So uh, the man just shakes his head. He's like, no. And then Cindy's like, please, p -p 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 please. And the man opens up and is like, fine, lets him in. He's like, but hurry up. You know, the guy says, uh, they have a lot of stuff there. Uh, and he's like showing him stuff. He's like, got this. We got a three-way mir mirror with makeup table. And the girl's like, ooh. And Carol's like, no. And I'm like, oh. And uh, so he's like, what are you going to get? And he finally, he says, sewing machine. So there's looking around. And this whole time he's just talking about, I've been working all day long since they announced that we're going to close. It's been crazy. I haven't even had lunch yet. And here is past dinner. But no, no. And then I got some ladies knocking on the door after closing. You know, it's just he's not he's had a long day. Um, so he finally finds the sewing machines. He's like, I got two models here. He's like, this one over here has this and this and this. And this one over here has that. And he's like, all right, ladies, which one will it be? The girls point to two totally different machines. Well, they, they each point to different machines, and the guy's like, Oy vey, fuck me running. Right, Alice? Yeah, but the, the weird thing is the mom points at a machine as well. My thinking is if if she brought them down there for a sewing machine, it's a sewing machine either way. You're going to pick what the mom wants is what I would have gone <laughs> yeah. with. Like, you know what? Okay, you pick it because it's two different models, and apparently um, – and apparently the mom has a say because she collected those stamps as well. Um, and it's just like, well, if only one of the two girls that had been collecting and played the game, that I would think that that's, that shows it off. But then again, it is a pretty bunch. You can't have you can't have uh, a, a, a moment of silence with uh, a moment <laughs> of peace of, of peaceful silence with that. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so next we see Carol, Alice, and the girls bringing in a big box from outside into the living room. We see Mike and the boys are sitting on the couch, and Greg asks, Hey, do we have to be here to see this? And Mike says, It's called being a good sport. You might have won, and they may be sitting here. Carol tells Sydney to go ahead. Sydney steps forward and says to the boys, Us girls want to thank all of you boys on account of... Of if you didn't lose, then you wouldn't have this. And Carol and the girls lift the box up to reveal a brand new big screen color television. The boys all light up. They're like, a new TV set. Wow. And Mike asks what that was about. And Carol says, the girls felt bad when they saw the rowboat in the store. So they decided to get something the entire family could use. And that was nice of them. Yes, until Mike decides to fuck it up and and asks whose room is it going to go in. Man, he knows which room <laughs> yeah. it's going into. It's going into either his den or the media room because it's a colored, it's a goddamn colored TV. 
that if you got if you got <laughs> yeah. mentioned it's, it's a color TV, that's important. But and also by the way, why was it only ninety four books? And they didn't want a TV. <laughs> was it was, that know, a was that it, before? Was it a secret like kind of like a boss mode where you beat the boss, you open up a treasure, like oh this is much better than what I thought I was gonna get. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. Like they didn't see a TV in there before. I don't know, uh, which is weird because like in an earlier episode there was already a TV in the living room in that exact spot in I don't know episode like I don't know three or four or something. So I don't know. Actually, it might have been episode two. So now all of a sudden there wasn't a TV there, and now there is. I don't know. So now we're on the last scene, which the last scene always takes place in the parents' bedroom. So Mike and Carol are down, oh no, not today apparently, they're in the kitchen <laughs> eating cake. They say how good it is and Alice, you know, tell Alice, oh, this is good cake. What is this, like a new recipe? And she's like, nope, new bakery. And she's like, oh. And uh, they're like, well, why you decide to go there? And she's like, and she holds up these stamps and goes, golden circle trading stamps. And Mike and Carol just laugh. Ha 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 ha. And the end. Yeah, they laugh until like season ten when they when there's a whole new thing for for books of who gets the chocolate cake, <laughs> yeah. the fight for the chocolate cake. Stay tuned, kids. <laughs> That's right. Stay tuned. All right. So, what did you think of the episode of the Brady Bunch? What did you think? Are you gonna it, watch more? Or? Um, probably. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely watch it as we go along. If I and when I listen to the episodes. Um, this was actually a good one because it, it had, it basically had all the things where it's like, they had the cheesy jokes, the one-liners, they had, um, and they had like the competition to where little kids having competitions, but, um, they should have called Guinness, Guinness World Records before they even finished that card table thing. Cause man, that was some, that was a high card table. We mentioned that until like the 10th <laughs> story, like sheesh, at that point you might as well just call Guinness world records and get like one million dollar whatever the prize money is and just bought both the <laughs> rowboat ever so he could add a whole new house at that point <laughs> yeah that was an intense game of house of cards i gotta say yeah <laughs> all right man well cool well uh this is your chance now to plug whatever it is you want to plug or where you want to send people or what you got okay well um as always i like we mentioned uh I work with Fourth Hand Media Production. Um, we are on Facebook and we are on Twitter. Go give us a like and a follow, um, and you'll see great shows each week, almost every day, being sent out to listen to. You can listen to Tech like uh, every, every week. Um, you can listen to Story Fifty One, and you can just listen to other great shows. Um, and you can go to Fourth Hand. Dot, uh, media.com and you can, great, you can see the great shows you can see the great news and all that we are uh, sharing um, other than that that's that's all I really got to plug cool man yeah definitely check out all the fourth hand uh, media shows on there I'm going to try to have um, I just had who did I have I had uh, Mr. Holiday on here a couple weeks ago he was my first guest from the network and I want to have more people from the network on here to kind of promote the network, promote all the shows, do it all up. So go check that out on fourthhandmedia.com and uh, yeah, support us all. All right, Ray, man, I appreciate you stopping by. This has been a blast. Oh, and, yeah, anytime. Uh, Thank will... you for having me. Awesome. All right, man, I'll see you. Okay.
Hey, I want to thank my guests one last time for stopping by and come on back here every Monday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Hey, go ahead and check out AVeryBradyPodcast.com. If you ever wonder what I look like, I got pics up on there. You can also see pictures of our past guests as well that have been on the show. Read little bios about them. And you can contact me at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email, any questions you have, or maybe you want to tell me that you hate a certain episode. Who knows? Or even give me a call and leave a voice message at 804-446-1901. Again, that's 804 804- 446-1901. Leave a voicemail. I'll play it on the show. You can also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description of this episode. Join in on the conversation in the Facebook group. It's called a Very Brady Facebook group. So get in there, get on the conversation, post memes. I don't care. Just don't be a racist. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. I'd certainly appreciate it. Just go to www.patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until then, I've been Tack, and this has been a very Brady podcast. Have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.